Thank you for choosing this podcast for the BJSM community. I'm Daniel Friedman, and today I'm excited to be speaking with Professor Teppo Yavanen here at the Preventing Overdiagnosis Conference in Copenhagen. Teppo is a professor of orthopedics and traumatology at the University of Helsinki and Helsinki University Hospital, and is the head of the Finnish Center for Evidence-Based Orthopedics. Teppo, thank you for being on the podcast. Pleasure to be here, Daniel. Recently, the BMJ published the results from your landmark clinical trial, the FIMPAC trial, that compared subacromial decompression versus diagnostic arthroscopy, or sham surgery, for shoulder impingement. Before we talk about the trial, could you start by sharing what is already known about subacromial decompression and shoulder impingement? Certainly, let me try. Um, as we all know, shoulder shoulder pain is a big deal. 4.5 million visits to physicians and about 3 billion US dollars financial burden each year in the US alone. And uh, roughly 50 to 70% of these patients complaining of shoulder pain have this, let's call it, quote, unquote, trask and diagnosis of shoulder impingement with the hallmark or pathognomonic clinical sign of shoulder pain while lifting the arm. And then we had this surgery and a surgical procedure, which was thought to be very effective, making room into the shoulder for the rotator cuff tendons by trimming the undersurface of the acromion. And we wanted to truly test whether this procedure has any merit. Could you provide our listeners with a brief overview of the trial? Basically, we were looking for patients with the typical clinical signs of shoulder impingement and no other obvious explanation for their shoulder pain. The patients were interviewed. We had a very thorough clinical examination and then they underwent MRI with contrast to rule out rotator cuff tears. We recruited about 300 patients and after all kinds of exclusions, we ended up with 210 patients who were randomized into three groups. Uh, first, one third to physiotherapy or exercise therapy and uh, two thirds or about one, 140 patients to surgery. And out of the patients that received surgery, were there two different types of surgery involved? Yeah. So we basically wanted to test whether the surgery, the common surgery that is now carried out, the decompression of the of the subacromial space or ASD was truly effective. So we compared it to sham or placebo surgery. And what did that sham or placebo surgery involve? It was just the diagnostic arthroscopy. So all of all patients who go arthroscopy first undergo a diagnostic phase where you kind of go through the the shoulder joint and the subacromial space, and and that's what it was all about. Who were these patients enlisted in the trial? Could you paint a picture of these patients walking through the door to see you at the clinic? They were patients with shoulder pain for three months or more. Most of me, our patients, by the way, had had shoulder pain for more than 12 months. So these were kind of chronic or at least not very acute cases of shoulder pain. 
they were 35 to 65 at the at the start of the study and they had this typical symptom of of having pain around the subacromial region while lifting their arm and they had already undergone some some conventional treatment conservative treatment but were unresponsive to that that's in the nutshell our patients of course we had mri to rule out um, rotator cuff tears and in the two surgical groups they actually even underwent diagnostic arthroscopy to make sure that we didn't have any rotator cuff tears what were the results of the trial and how long was follow-up we followed the patients three, six, 12, and 24 months after randomization after surgery or the start of the conservative treatment. The patients all in all, th- all three groups showed a very favorable response to therapy. If I'm trying to somehow showcase it, the, we had two primary outcomes. We had pain at rest and pain on arm activity and uh, these these patients on average started with pain at rest around 440 on a 0 to 100 VAS or VAS scale and uh, they had pain at about 70 on the pain on arm activity at about 70 on the VAS scale and within two months oh no sorry three months after the treatment was started, in pretty much all three groups, the, the pain had already cut to half of what it was at the start of the trial. And uh, then during the subsequent 24 months, the pain got even even better than that. The primary, our, the, the primary comparison of our trial was between the actual surgery and the sham surgery, surgery groups. And we didn't observe any difference between between the two groups. So that was the primary finding of our study. So no difference between patients receiving subacromial decompression versus those receiving diagnostic arthroscopy or sham surgery? Exactly. Does this mean we should never be performing arthroscopic subacromial decompression for shoulder impingement? I mean, how should clinicians integrate the findings of your trial into their own practice? I mean, if I were to say that based on our single trial, based patients should, uh, clinicians should never perform this trial, that would be a bit unwise. But given that this isn't the first trial that shows this, this is actually the fifth or the sixth trial to show exactly the same, that this, this procedure is no better than, um, conservative treatment or placebo surgery. Um, yes, I think we should make that conclusion that we should never be doing this procedure. Actually, we should make a conclusion that is, has a, has a far broader reach. We should never adapt clinical practice or start doing things that we haven't tested rigorously before taking them into our routine clinical practice routines. I, I think this is one of the most miserable examples of, of medicine being done with intuition and, and hopes and wishes of people who are doing based on a biologically rational or 
a viable, plausible story that has never been tested. And now, 40 years after the introduction of this procedure, it turns out that, that it has been nothing short of being a placebo all along. Should clinicians be looking more towards conservative treatment for shoulder impingement towards a exercise and manual therapy? I mean, we don't have a surgical procedure, Daniel, so I mean, what else can they do? Challenge with all the alternative therapies is that we ha- we really don't have very good evidence to show that even these different uh, conservative modalities work. So if we are if we are just giving the surgeons here a little bit of harsh what to that there is evidence to show that they don't work. I, I mean, I think we have to place the the same kind of scrutiny to the various conservative treatment modalities and and require that before they are kind of endorsed with enthusiasm, they would truly be tested and and shown to be effective. You can do sham surgery, so you can definitely do also sham uh, physiotherapy, and people have already done it. Teppo, you're an orthopedic surgeon, and you just organized the Too Much Medicine conference in Helsinki. What does too much medicine now mean for orthopedic surgery? It means exactly the same as it means to all other medical disciplines. We have a lot of clinical practices that we have adapted with poor evidence base. And uh, orthopedic surgeons, uh, we are always accused of being uh, strong as bull and half as smart, but we have had the courage to question our practices and and even make changes to our practices based on evidence. So, I mean, I would like to challenge or other disciplines to follow the lead of the orthopedic surgeons and and, uh, and uh, scrutinize their practices and really show what works and what doesn't. Uh, we have a long way to go to make our practices based on evidence, but we all know that this is something we have to do because for many, many years, our healthcare system haven't been sustainable. Healthcare consumes a huge amount of our overall budget of our, of our governments. And we have, we have been making deficits all over the world. We, we have been seeking this system hasn't been sustainable. And for anyone with a sensible mind, we, we need to, we all, understand that we need to make cuts, we have to start prioritizing our practices and what could be a more fair way of doing that, except based on evidence. We orthopedic surgeons are or have been doing our job and showing that some of the stuff that we're doing is enormously effective and others are less so. And um, and uh, I guess I just want to challenge the other disciplines to follow our lead and, and start rationalizing their practices based on evidence and, and rather than based on wishes and, and beliefs. Teppo, you've come to be known as the sham researcher or sham surgeon. What does the future look like for sham or placebo surgery research? Are we going to investigate each common surgical procedure now one by one? I mean, we can look back to your fidelity trial in 2013 that investigated sham surgery for partial meniscectomy. Where are we heading with all of this? That's a very good question, Daniel. Uh, 
I was kind of hoping that people would get the message without having to go through all the, our list of surgeries one by one. It's now been five years since we published the Fidelity, and I must say that I'm a bit skeptical whether our dis- discipline would would learn anything except for having to go through each and every one of our procedures one by one. But that's fine, Then, and we actually have a lot of um, kind of a mountain interest on this. There, there are a few research groups around the world doing this kind of research. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful because people start from those that are the most common procedures. That e- even if there were some procedures that were were done without such a solid evidence base, at least big healthcare spenders, the big procedures are going to be studied within the next decade or so. Teppo, I think that's a great place to end it. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much for your time today. And thank you for all of your hard work in organizing the Too Much Medicine conference that took place in Helsinki last week. Thank you, Daniel. If our listeners would like to find out more about you or your work, where should they go? We have we have just um, made new a new new website for our research group, the Finnish Center for Evidence Based Orthopedics. Uh, so please go and uh, and check the website at www.ficebo.com. Fisebo.com. You've been listening to a BJSM podcast with Professor Teppo Yavanen. If you enjoyed this podcast please share it with friends or leave us a comment and connect through our social media channels. You can also follow all things BJSM via our app, where you can find more podcasts, our latest articles and other content. As always, we hope you have a physically active day.